0: achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, let's do this. (laughs) This is Tracy Arrell. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Today we are continuing a conversation that is a, a showcase of a book that we just published called Ignite Your Inner Spirit. So this is an author showcase as well as a conversation around how can you ignite your inner spirit. And what's great about this book, which did become an international bestseller in six countries and 16 Amazon book categories during our first weekend our day of launch actually uh, a couple weeks ago and it's super exciting because each story has a series of action steps and so today we're going to continue a conversation with some of the authors and some other amazing people that I, I am very much in love with and we're all going to continue to talk about how do you how can you ignite your inner spirit based on what we've done right our goal is to this is our gift to the universe and so i'm going to have each of you once again introduce yourself tell us who you are and then think of another action step something or whatever that you would want to share with others on how they can ignite their inner spirit. And Miss Sarah, Sarah and I wrote in a book called ignite happiness, which is this book here. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. So and it was so, it was so many similarities between ignite happiness and, and ignite your inner spirit. So Sarah, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and then what other action step would you uh, share with the audience? Hi, Tracy. Um,
1: It's lovely to be here again. Thank you so much. So, yes, it was wonderful being in the Ignite Happiness book. And I do see a lot of similarities, um, a lot with gratitude and being able to appreciate what you already have um, and realizing that our lives are often more abundant than we already realize and focusing on that um, brings in great rewards. Um, So yes, I'm Sarah, I'm currently in New Zealand and very grateful to be here
0: given the uh, current situation. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. So another author, Jonathan, you're amazing, you're wearing my most favorite jacket. Uh, can you introduce yourself, tell us where you're calling from, and share with us what would you identify as, as another action step, something that you would share with your, your, your family and the rest of the world on what they can do to ignite their inner spirit?
2: Well, I'm Jonathan Reese, and I'm calling in from um, Phoenix, Arizona, and tr- thank you once again, Tracy, for, for allowing me to be on here. I feel honored to be part of this panel today and uh, to be uh, able to speak with everyone today. So I appreciate that uh, an action step that I would say, I mean, my action steps were uh, regarding being a student of life for life and, fo- and following your, you know, your gut and your inner spirit uh, and, and really being a student of life for life. Right. Uh, always seeking out new wisdom on a daily basis, trying to make better decisions um, in every decision that we make in the future recognizing decisions that we make that don't align with our inner spirit and and finding out why it didn't align and how we make better decisions in the future. So just being in tune with that, I think the action step would just be uh, conscious of those decisions that you make and whether they align with you or not, and always be aware of that going forward.
0: I love it. I love it. Miss Paula, you're another author from Midnight Inner Spirit. Introduce yourself and tell us, where you are from? I know you're in Florida now, but where are you originally from?
3: I'm originally from Vermont, and um, I just arrived here in Florida. So um, I'm happy to be here, although I'm sitting amongst boxes and moving stuff. So I'm a little frazzled, but um, I'm having fun.
0: (laughs) Yes. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, what what would you identify as your as your introductory action step for others to ignite their inner spirit?
3: Um, th- well, I would say um, facing my fears. Um, sometimes um, fears come up for me when I'm in when I'm doing something uh, that is change in my life um, or something different, and um, uh, I ask myself questions. Yes such as what am I afraid of, or how can I um, uh, address this feeling of discomfort? Um, So that's when I start to meditate, um, and I can also go outside and be in nature. Um, So those are just a few of the things that, um, that I do, and hopefully is helpful to somebody else.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Dr. Irene, what would you share? Introduce yourself again and tell us, what else would you share as one of the primary action items that others can do to ignite their inner spirits? And you are muted, Dr. Irene. I clicked it. Okay,
4: there I am. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, everyone on the panel. This is wonderful to be back for the second hour of this. I am the SOS doctor. I help people, who are struggling with anxiety, overwhelm, depression, stress, burnout, and giving them SOS tips and tools to use in the moment to help them survive and thrive. So this is, I, I, I love the theme of this whole call. So one of the tips and tools that I teach people, and I'll start by saying I, I, to help my sons because they don't like the, the frou-frou idea of spirit, I always taught them never make a decision or take action from a bad place. Like if, if you're not in a good place, nothing is going to come good of it if you, if you t- try and take action and you're feeling awful. And, and so I, my simple way of telling them is get yourself into a state where you're feeling good. And the easiest way of doing that is to change your physiology to change your posture so sitting up straight standing up straight there's a reason why the army teaches the soldiers right shoulders back stand up straight right because it gives you that confidence in the moment and then put a smile on your face because it's not just fake it till you make it it actually changes like sends the signals to your brain that oh i'm smiling i must be happy so i'll tell people stick a, te- a pencil between your teeth like right here and not only does it look chilly
0: well it gives you it makes you course <laughs> yourself into that smile. <laughs> I love it. Fake it till you can make it. I there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. Johnny, what what are your thoughts? <laughs> Introduce yourself and tell us, you know, and what I, I didn't mention how grateful I am that I met the two of you through Beyond TV, through this Beyond TV boot camp, through this B scene accelerator with um Chris Whitfield and Jen Gottlieb. And you two, it was such a blessing. They call themselves the super connectors. I'm going to have to agree because the connection that I have with the two of you are amazing. And I think our experience has been great. So thank you. I'm grateful for both of you as well. Tell me, Miss Johnny, introduce yourself and tell us what would you share with the universe around how what they can do to ignite their inner spirit?
5: Well, thank you, Tracy. And I, I love that demonstration there, Irene. Um, I will carry that. It's imprinted. <laughs> I am Johnny Reddick. I retired after twenty-nine years with California Highway Patrol. I, when I retired, I retired as an assistant chief, which is one percent for women across the country in law enforcement. And after I retired, I decided to continue and educate um, leaders uh, through the University of San Diego, where I teach graduate work, and I also have consulting where I do leadership coaching and consulting for our police leaders across the country. And so when you talk about igniting your inner spirit and an action item, we've talked about so many things in that first hour and we've already touched on some things here, is really when I think about what I had to experience and what I try to continue to pass on is really we can no longer be silent, uh, you know, because that's complicit when we don't speak out on something. And I think that igniting the inner spirit about the connection and having this um, gut, as was uh, explained, and to the heart, is that we know when we are doing things, not only in our personal lives, because it might be easier for us to make that call, but in our professional lives, that we need to have those congruent. And we need to be able to ignite that spirit in our professional walk the same way we would in our personal walk. And that means we need to stand for something and we need to speak out on things that we know aren't right. And so that's, that's what I would start with as an action step, is be congruent personally and professionally or wherever you are.
0: Wow, wow. Talk about a divine intervention moment. That was that was beautiful because it was beautiful for a couple of reasons. I, I wasn't gonna go there, <laughs> but now that you have. <laughs> I actually wasn't going to go there. And it's actually why I actually emailed everyone and said, hey, next week we're going to talk about being uh, more, at least the authors, the authors for Ignite Inner Spirit, we were going to talk about Inner Spirit two weeks in a row. And I actually emailed them and said, you know what, we're going to talk about Inner Spirit today, but next week I'm going to talk about the, the importance of connecting Inner Spirit with this idea of Ignite Happiness, Ignite Inner Spirit, Ignite Possibilities, and Ignite Inclusion. Those are the next two books. And to me, they're directly connected. There's no way for them not to be connected. When you talk about igniting your inner spirit, you just said, you know, people need to stand for something, right? People need to, you know, find a way to connect their personal convictions with their professional convictions. And that's the article we're writing. I'm writing an article right now for a National Magazine. And that's the, that's the story. It's like we got to figure out a way to, to, to encourage leaders to decide that that's what success looks like. Success looks like me taking on a different level of engagement when it comes to tapping into what I know to be right happening into my inner spirit so tell me tell me a little bit more about about that from a leadership perspective johnny when you mentioned you know stand for something and ensure that people are you know you can't be silent anymore tell me a little bit more about that you and i both doing doing work around racial equity and inclusion and you know we 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 that, that's just one area where I think the numbers say one thing, but our lived experience is often so different, not just in the streets, but in, in corporate American business as well. So tell me a little bit about this idea of not being silent and, and standing for something.
5: So, Why is that so
0: important for leaders?
5: And and I think a lot of your panel's gonna weigh in on this. And so we've talked about all these different things um, for us to be able to do to have courage and for us to be able to be consistent and for us to model the way And again, like I said, it's sometimes so much easier for us to do that at home. But what happens and what I found and what I found in working with many others is there is this constant pressure to perform and performing also creates something called perfection because you're constantly under the lens. And so a lot of times you are not brave enough or courageous enough or you're not in a position Um, to be able to stand in it because you feel like you might lose something if you do, even though you know it's right or wrong. And so this becomes the conflict. And I think in leadership today and, you know, this is leadership in your home, but we're talking about leadership in corporate and policing and all of the industries is to take that time to have some humility, Um, just have some, be humble in the moment. If you've made a mistake, It's hard to say you're sorry. It's hard to say I've made a mistake. But once you actually say the words or you take the action, it's almost like that pressure comes off. It's a release that you've done the right thing. It's when you try to defend it and you keep moving forward in that action that you've decided that you've made up that that's what you need to do. That's when all that internal pressure and, you know, Dr. Irene can talk about this. All those things start to churn inside because you know you've done the wrong thing. You've gone so far you can't turn back. And so it's a tough place to be in. But again, I talked about spiritual maturity. Your maturity, when you get into your business and your leadership with your competence and your confidence, actually will allow you to make better decisions as you tap into the inner spirit. And everybody has it. Everybody has it, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in something bigger than me. And they need to tap into it, but it comes with maturity. And if they don't have maturity, that's where coaching to help them to be able to identify and recognize so they can make better decisions. And so when we talk about, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion as one of those pieces, they can start to make better decisions and they can stand for the decision that they're going to make.
0: I love it. I love it. Dr. Irene, I know you and I had a conversation previously on this idea of, you know, inner spirit and, and, and making better decisions and, and what happens when people have an experience in corporate America, you know, that may be less than optimized. And you talked about the physical manifestations that could be non-optimal. You talk about your own catastrophic um, burnout basically, that happens. And we, we had Dr. Um, Beverly Yates on during our, our session a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about this weathering that happens when people are under constant uh, trauma, constant, you know, abuse, constant um, exclusion in the workplace, for example. And then there's this feeling that happens and, and you look around and there's like no one who wants to step up, right? And it feels like no one's you know, tapping into their inner spirit. Uh, I don't know, what are your thoughts about that since you're a, you know, your coach that helps people with this type of work? What would you suggest for someone who's experiencing trauma and then someone who's a leader who might be able to lean in and support someone who's having that experience? What would you say?
4: That's a great, great question, Tracy and it's that's a very broad topic and and yeah johnny just said it beautifully and you have in our prior panels that that the the workplace can seem like a war zone and especially if you have that feeling of of, of not that there's no safety and one of the best things that you can do for yourself amongst all of the others is that shift that I talked about taking you from your being the victim of the story to the hero of the story and that starts with the responsibility that you are responsible for everything that happens in your life and that seems like really strange to say it's like I I didn't ask to be mugged I didn't ask for I'm not talking about that. I'm saying take response ability, the ability to respond and how you're going to use the situation. Because as soon as you do that, you take yourself, there's a song by Dire Straits that says, you know, sometimes you're the windshield wiper, sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the baseball <laughs> bat, sometimes you're the baseball, right? In other words, you can either be the victim or you can be the hero. And by choosing to use the experiences that you're going through first and foremost as a learning opportunity. Jonathan talked about this, right? That lifelong learning that if you take that experience and you choose to be grateful for it, understanding that it's going to hone your character, you don't have to understand why it's happening right now because It is bigger than us, right? We're looking at this little radar screen at our lives and the world, and we can't see the whole big picture. We don't truly understand why things are happening. And so understanding that everything is happening for me or for you in terms of that at the very least, no matter how painful it might be to go through, think growing pains or going to the gym and lifting, you know, weights to gain muscle and how painful that can be that really truly you need to have adversity and so this is just one more case of adversity and that's the very first step and I would love to continue the discussion and talk about other ways to help people and that is in my mind the very first place that you have to wake up from the victim programming and I'll use that term and we all all of us live in victim in some way, shape or form in our lives. And as long as you're in victim, you're not going to be able to move out of that, no matter how much others try to help us.
0: Mm, I love that. Jonathan, I know when, in your story, you know, just to, 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 to benchmark on what she just said, this idea of moving from victim to the hero in your life. You said recognize that you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Cause I made a lot of mistakes. I failed a lot. And you right. turned each of those mistakes into, into wisdom. You became a lifelong learner. Tell us about well, how you do that. You know, don't really told us what to do, but well, how I'm does someone actually go from failing to, to flourishing?
2: <laughs> well, it's a constant work, right? I have not, you know, I wouldn't say I've, I've turned them all around, right. I'm still working on it. Life is a journey and our, you know, everything that we, every failure that we've had in the past, is it should bring us to a, a, a higher level, right? As um, as the doctor stated, Dr. Kopp stated, you know, we have to go through some sort of trauma or turmoil or, or challenge in our life so that we can become better. We don't really grow unless we're challenged, unless we go through some type of turmoil, right? Unless we fail somewhere in life. That's how we get better. That's how we learn things to make us better and make better decisions in the future. Uh, You know, diamonds aren't formed. They're formed under cold, high pressure, right? That's how we get, become bright and shiny like diamonds. We have to go through some pressure. We have to go through the fire to come out as as a better person, as a brighter person. And so for me, it was just a self, it was a in my my story that I shared, it was really just a self-realization that, There's no one there that's going to teach that for me. I have to go find it. I have to go, you know, figure it out for myself. And I was introduced to it by other mentors in my life during that time in my early 20s in college. And so that opened the door, opened my eyes to what was available to me. And I knew it was out there and I was able to then go out and seek it out. And, and, you know, look, it's still a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. I always am. And I think all of us are, and it's, it's a constant learning. It's a constant, um, refining of who we are and, and lining up better with our with our inner spirit and and who we are in life as our journey in life continues.
0: I love it. I love that you said we are diamonds under pressure. Diamonds are formed under pressure. And I feel like we've all embraced this idea that we basically need to go through something in life. And it's about how you go through the journey of life. Right. It's about what do you Mm -hmm. do? What decisions are you making in the moment? And Sarah, I know when you wrote in Ignite Happiness, you also talked about this, the journey and how you came to some new realizations because of your journey because it's some things that you used to think about. And then you realize, oh my God, l- l- look, 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 look at this. So tell us a little bit about this idea of tapping into your inner spirit and, and really going on the journey and realizing that no matter what's happening, you're able to make the best of it. If you believe it's, it's almost like the key principles, you got to first believe that the universe is going to work out for your good. Mm-hmm. And that what's happening to you is for your good. And in that, in that mindset, you can embrace the journey of learning knowing that, it will all work out for your good. Tell us, tell us more about that.
1: Yes, Tracy. In fact, what you've just described was virtually my physical journey of going on a boat where I had all these fears and I realized that I hadn't stepped out of my comfort zone in such a long time. And had all these what ifs, all these unknowns, that I was worried for my children's safety, I was worried about the basics, the food, where would we sleep, all these things. But actually, everything worked out, you know, and it gave me this new inner sense of trust in that we are on a journey, but also those challenges are lessons that make us stronger, that shape us like the diamond. They help us become who we're meant to be. And, you know, that that journey was a great realisation for me that we need to step out of our comfort zone sometimes to have that growth. And then we can look back and we have that sense of accomplishment
0: and achievement of what we're capable of. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. We need to step out of our comfort zones. I saw all the heads nodding. We need to step out of our comfort (laughs) Mm -hmm. zones in order to get to a better place. Wow, do I love that. Now, this idea of igniting your inner spirit, this book is full, 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 full of amazing action items. And in our first hour, most of you talked about this idea of meditation. You talked about slowing down. Right, in order to, to, to tap into your inner spirit, that inner knowing, hearing that inner voice. Each of you defined inner spirit earlier. So if we had to summarize what is inner spirit and what is the value of it, someone do that for us as we go into our next phase. Who wants to who wants to be our representative? Define inner spirit. Jonathan, you got it.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll take it. So inner spirit is your heart your gut your heart connection and knowing internally that you know the decision you're making or what you're doing or what you're following is right it aligns with who you are and i think the inner spirit is a calling that you hear if you listen if you if you're in silence and you listen to that you you will hear it you'll recognize that in your in your spirit in your heart in your gut whatever it is for you I think you will you will hear that and know that it's in alignment with you or it's not in alignment with you, and so I think as a as a to, to summarize inner spirit is just that inner voice that speaks to you when you know you're doing something wrong, or you know that you're in complete alignment with who you are and what your goals are in life and how you want to affect your family, your children, your friends, your community, your workplace in the world. I think we all know that. I think it just takes uh, practice to recognize and to be able to hear it louder and louder each day. So Mm -hmm. to me, that's what the inner spirit is.
0: I love that. I love that. So question for you guys. Now we're going to get, we're going to take a little bit deeper. So if we're talking about inner spirit, we've defined inner spirit. We've talked about the benefits of inner spirit. You've talked about how it's changed your life, how it's transformed you and others around you. Now, people are listening. This is meant to be a tool to help people to, I'll read from the front of the book, it says learning the skills to awaken to and connect with the most important part of you. So when you think about your inner spirit and, and who, who who it helped you to, to, to recognize who you are, for me, I can tell you my inner spirit helped me to, I wrote about it in Ignite Happiness, but it was like I, I, I recognized what my core values were. I have this core value of, of peace and contribution, but also making things better. Like I thought no matter what was happening, I could make things better, right? And, and I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew without any question that it was bigger than me. What was happening in my life was bigger than me. So if we had to think about core values and how our core values kind of knowing to, to thine own self be true, like knowing yourself how would you recommend, or what would you say about this idea of knowing who you are, knowing what your core values are, and the idea of connecting with your inner spirit, how important are both of those two things? And I'm gonna ask you, Miss Johnny, knowing who you are, knowing what's important to you, your core values and inner spirit, how do those two things relate in your life?
5: Um, so when you were talking about core values, um, I was thinking to myself, there's, there's so many, but, um, for me, for almost 30 years of my life, you live by a mission, you live by values, you live by a vision um, in the organization. And although you, um, you know, live and work by those in the profession, there was one that was always um, interrelatable and very important to me. and, And that was integrity. And that particular value of integrity is you know, we just talked about it. And if you broke it down, it's doing the right thing when no one's looking, right? That's what integrity is really is, and it's a cornerstone of kind of who your character and who you're going to be. So, um, if you're going to be one way at home and one way somewhere else, you need to have integrity in what you do. And I just always found for me, being who I say I am and doing what I say I'm going to do, has always been the thing that has kept me balanced, kept me connected to my inner spirit, and also makes me um, connect with other people. And so, you know, a lot of people, for myself, I'll speak for myself, I was always trying to figure out what was it that I should be doing on this earth, right? And when we're younger, we really struggle to really figure out and refine what that is. And when I discovered that it was really about being of service, and we can define service as a lot of things, but service, and I think somebody said that, helping others um, be their better selves. And I love how Chris and Jen always talk about hope, help one person every day. And that was really my integrity of how I would connect with my inner spirit, but how I would conduct myself and what I did.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, we talked about Chris and Jen. One of the things, Chris and Jen, Chris Whitfield and Jen Gottlieb from the Beyond TV boot camp. That's how I met Jen. That's how I met, um, Dr. Irene and Johnny and, and and many other amazing people was through this Beyond TV boot camp. And for me, when I think about tapping into my inner spirit and connecting these divine connections, it involves divine connection, it's things like that, right? Where you know your core values align, the, the, the energy is aligned to what you need and what you, you know, what you gravitate toward. There's this attraction uh, towards certain people and certain types of activities. So for me, there's this divinity that happens. And again, an inner spirit isn't about religion. To me, it's about, to your point, I love that you said, um, you know, getting to know why you were put on this earth, okay, like in your heart kind of being clear what you were meant to do. And for me, that's that's very important. So let me, let me ask someone else about this idea of your core values and, and, and tapping into your inner spirit. Is that the same journey for all of you? Is anyone... Wanna talk about that? Sarah? No,
3: I would have to, oh, Oh. sorry.
0: No, please, please,
3: Paula. Yeah, hi. Um, I would say um, following um, a path that was very important to me was how do I come from uh, my place and join with others um, so that... um, I'm thinking beyond myself, that's the thing I'm trying to say. I'm try- I, I think a lot of times uh, people think they don't know what to do, how they can do it, how they can be effective. And so um, just knowing that there's other people out there and other places to uh, find inspiration and, um, and knowing that you can make a big impact in the world. Um, I think is really um, part of the inner spirit um, energy.
0: I agree. So knowing that you can make a big impact, tapping into your core values, finding what your purpose is in life. Jonathan, did you have to, was that something for you um, some part of your journey is finding out what you were meant to do in life i mean i feel like i'm living my best life right now like i'm doing exactly what i was meant to do there's no one who could be doing what i'm doing better than what i'm doing how i'm doing it because it's my journey to tell right it's my kind of core value so i'm just curious how important is that for you and as you you said you're doing this for your son for him to for him to see you living your best life mm-hmm. tell me about that connection between core values and, and, and connecting to your inner spirit is that what guides you is that what connects
2: you well, it's really tough because it was tough for me to even define what my core values were, right? We we know what they are subconsciously, um, but we don't really verbalize them. And so I want to share a practical application or a practical exercise that I share with uh, a travel group that I, we have a group that travels around in different places around the world, pre-COVID obviously, But um, so there's this exercise and you can go on Amazon and buy this. There's a deck of cards called the core value cards. And there's a number of different ones out there. Right. And I think it's, I believe it's 50 cards. And I take, so the, the, the premise of our group is that we have 15 or 20 people that travel. We all bring something to share for one of the days that, that we're out. And so my exercise a lot of times is this value exercise. And so you go through the 50 cards and you go through rapidly in a speed and kind of a speed round pace and you pick out the top, you know, you, you kind of weed them down and then ultimately you get to the top four core values that resonate with your spirit. As you go through them, And you have to go through them quickly. You can't think about them because it has to be an absolute yes or it's a no can not be, maybe it has to be an absolute yes. So that's how you whittle down quickly. And it's an exercise you can do over and over again, but not until I really did that exercise just a couple of years ago, did I really verbalize, was I able to verbalize what my core values were? So leading up to this point, as of a couple of years ago, I didn't really understand um, core values, even though I was trying to be in alignment with those through the other things that I was learning and reading. uh, I I thought I knew what my core values are, but once I defined them, once I was able to put, put the word down on the piece of paper and look at it and understand that that's what's driving my decisions because you know, that's our emotions drive our decisions, right? And our core values drive our emotions. And so when we understand that, then we, can, then we can further practice and we can further research how we can make better decisions based on our core values that align with our core values because our core values are really what drive our inner spirit, right? And our inner spirit is our emotion is, is kind of our heart and our gut. And that's what what our core values are. And to be able to identify those and define them tangibly so that then we can notice we can notice them when we're making decisions i think that's a key part so a practical application um, for the show and for the listeners i think is to try that core value exercise i mean i don't recommend any one deck there's a number of them out there but look look on the web look on amazon but uh, i would highly recommend that exercise everyone that i've ever done it with has been astounded they've never gone through anything like that either and so, uh, I think it's a good ap- it's a good exercise for anyone to do because I think it puts you in, in further alignment with your inner spirit.
0: I, I do. I love that so much. I've done it. I think has anyone done the the core values exercise? Raise your hand if you've done it. Every head is nodding. I'm assuming yes. It, it, it it's it's truly valuable. Mm-hmm. It, it is, and, and it does help you to. I've done it several times in these corporate mm-hmm. environments, and I agree with you. Once you know, it can change over time. It can How change think- in various ways.
2: Has it changed for you?
0: Uh, not not significantly, no, but it can change over time. Like I know when people have children, for example, which, which was not on my list of things to do, <laughs> but I know there's certain like major life, you know, based on the stage of your life, maybe you get married, whatever, different things can happen that can change your core values. But I, as long as I can remember, I've always, as a matter of fact, the story that I wrote in Ignite Happiness was talking about my very first, my very, very, very first um, bigger than me moment. I was, I was a schoolgirl. I was on a, on a bus, right? On a school bus. And, and it, it, I just, it was justice. It was one of my core values. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I was, it was a bully. I, I confronted a bully that had bullied me for years and it was fine. You know, I, you just kind of stuff your emotions and keep it moving. But I, I watched her bully some other young girl and it was just, I couldn't take it. I was just like, no, uh, uh-uh, not on my watch. And I tell the story. I actually got crushed that day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I because I had stood up for my my value of justice. So I realized, oh my god, this was like the happiest day of my life and I went home with a bloody lip and you know, it was so crazy. But it was the happiest day of my life and then I write about this experience that I had in corporate America and I think about a corporate bully. It was like it was the same experience. Again, the reason I was so happy is because along the way I was fighting for justice and I knew in my heart of hearts. I knew I knew I knew I knew that I could make a difference. Right. And, and so for me, again, that was a core values and an inner spirit journey along the way. So it was probably my greatest accomplishment. Right. Was just knowing that I was living my best life in those in those moments. And, and, and that I was doing it to help others. So that that's that's core values of justice and contribution. Right. And then also peace and joy. Those things are kind of connected for me as well. So I'm gonna go back to this idea of, I've heard a lot of you guys talk about practice. So when we, we said this is about action steps and a lot of the action steps talk about practice in, in the book, um, Ignite Inner Spirit, um, talk about practice and being consistent. And so one of the things that I'm reading, um, this is from Amy Hacker Jones, she had an amazing story. One of her, her action steps was challenge yourself and those around you to question the status quo immerse yourself in new perspectives to imagine new possibilities. So this idea, can you imagine if we challenge ourselves on a regular basis to move to new possibilities? I mean, think about it. We're ending a year, we're going into a new year. What better time than now to ignite your inner spirit, to connect with your future possibilities. We're actually writing a book. Uh, The next book in the Ignite series is called Ignite Possibilities. So, let's talk a little bit about this idea of igniting possibilities. How many of you have uh, embraced this idea? Sarah, you're smiling. What are your thoughts about igniting new possibilities? Um,
1: Yes, I I love this idea. And in fact, just yesterday, I did a small book tour um, talk launch based on ignite happiness and this is the first time i've done something like this so it was stepping outside of my comfort zone doing something different but it was so wonderful and what i loved about it was the connection with other people that igniting happiness in other people and talking about things that you don't necessarily talk about Um, but it was me Stepping out and doing something that I wouldn't normally do, that enabled other people to see something different in them, um, oh. and I believe that when we shine our light, it, it gives people, other people, the permission to do the same.
0: Oh, that is so beautiful. I love that. Anyone else want to talk about igniting possibilities? The importance of igniting possibilities. You know, one of the things I love about Jonathan, were you opening your lips? I can tell. Okay. One of the things that I love, love, love about the work that we're doing on this, this top row here. So for Jonathan, myself, and for Sarah, we were all part of these Ignite book series. There's Ignite Happiness. I mentioned best-selling book. Ignite Inner Spirit, a recently a best-selling book. I'm actually the project lead for the next book, which is called Ignite Possibilities. And then the fourth book that I'm leading, my idea, my entire um, uh, mission is Ignite Inclusion. So those are the next books that are being written. So I want you guys to talk for a moment and give a moment of gratitude to Miss J.B. Owen, who is the publisher. So she's someone that, again, if you think about someone who's ignited inner spirit, her story in this book was crazy. Jonathan, did you read J.B.'s story about, um, from, in this book? Was that insane or what? So first of all, give her some love while I get to her her, her action steps. What would you say about what you love about JB, Peter, the whole Ignite family? Why should people explore this as an option?
2: Well, JB is just a firecracker all by herself. She ignites life. And so I just have to give a a huge shout out to JB and Peter. Um, I met them uh, three years ago in Tallinn, Estonia. And actually, I was at their wedding. They had met the year prior in Barcelona. I had met them at, uh, in Tallinn, Estonia, and I was at present at their wedding. And I was present in Pula, Croatia the following year at their first year anniversary. And we were supposed to have their, their next anniversary this year in Amsterdam, but that all got canceled due to COVID. So, uh, but I have to give a shout out to JB and Peter. And you know, when they came up with the idea and they started doing the books, um, I've had numerous conversations with both her and Peter and just just awesome couple an awesome idea and they're they're really going gangbusters with this whole uh the press that they've started and the books i think they're going to change the world i think anybody that has a a a desire to write uh, i think it's a great platform even if you have if you just have one story or you have a desire to write a whole book they can do all of that and i think um it's just a great they're great to work with they're so helpful and uh, they, made the, they made the process really simple and really, really fun. So, yeah, big shout out to both of them. I,
0: I love it. I love it. One of the things that JB said is one of her action steps. And again, her story was powerful. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna read it because. Uh, t- t- but I am gonna share her. Her um, one of her action steps. She said, "Purge your home of all things that you no longer enjoy, or that hold unhappy ghosts or painful memories of the past." She goes on to say that things have energy, and when we hold on to old items and old mementos, et cetera, it basically can impact your lives in a negative way. Um, Get rid of those things, right? Ignite your, you know, have a ceremony if you must, if there's some things, but, but basically allow yourself to remove things from your life and create a sacred space to be filled with positive energy so you can create enjoyable thoughts and have a supportive purpose, things that have a supportive purpose in your life. So let's think about how being intentional with those things around us around us can also support our journey for having a positive inner spirit, for igniting our inner spirit. Why, why is what we surround ourselves with so important when it comes to the act of or the actions of igniting our inner spirit? Johnny, what are your thoughts about that? Of having an environment that supports your goals.
5: <laughs> I don't so when you were talking about that, a lot of things flashed through my head. So <laughs> one one was waiting to exhale when she threw all the clothes out and burned them up. Um, <laughs> that's when, you know. Um, the other was I was thinking I had a home that I lived in for probably 20 years uh in my first marriage, and my children grew up in it, and because of The way i lived um, which basically was a vagabond with my my mother we we never lived in one place long enough for us to know where we were living when i was growing up that i never wanted them to have to be disrupted and so in the divorce we stayed in the home that we had been in for almost two decades and i didn't realize um, the emotional attachment and like you said the ghosts and the energy from just you know, every every time I'd see pictures on the wall that were there, the way the furniture was, it just made me think of the past and I couldn't move forward. And when I met um, my current husband, when we were dating, I could not really, I, I just felt like it was still very heavy all the time in that home. And so when we did get married, it was one of the things where we came together and buying a new home together was really just what was needed for, not just for our marriage, but what I realized I was still grieving um, within the home. My mother had passed away suddenly, I was in that home. A divorce after 19 years with our children, uh, you know, that was a loss in that home. You know, pets that had died while we were in that home. It was just full of good things, but it was also full of those things that kept me grieving. And so I, I from my perspective and for me, that was something that was symbolic to be able to free myself from. It felt like an entire weight had come off of me and everything in my new home that we have together is nothing but positive. And um, so I believe in that, absolutely.
0: I love it, I love it. Anyone else have any thoughts about the importance of, I know you do Dr. Irene, I know you know about the importance of having an environment, a physical environment that supports your goals. What are your thoughts about that? Again, this is practical steps to ignite your inner spirits.
4: So I got to go woo on you for a second ago, since I'm, part since I'm part Aboriginal, right? The, the, the Native Americans have a way of handling because, you know, the negative spirits, the negative energy where they will do smudging ceremonies. They smudge themselves to get rid of the negative energies within you and they will smudge their homes after something negative has happened. And I have done that when I've had something negative and I've, don't have it handy right now but I actually do have like a, a smudging like a sage bundle for smudging where I will go around and and clear out the the negative energies so there's there's the woo side of it the and it does smell really good too by the way <laughs> the, from a from a, um, a neurophysiological and quantum physics standpoint I'll, I'll go quantum physics here for a second and geek out we are all energy really that is spirit that's the force that's like star wars right like the force you know is our inner spirit but it's spirit everywhere right and it's like and we are that is our our eternal essence and it's the question going back to when you asked earlier are we going to use it for good or are we going to use it for evil are we going to be yoda i love yoda or are we going to be darth vader (laughs) So it's that, it's, it's understanding that and understanding that this cup is energy. I am energy. Everything around is energy. You are energy and, and our physical bodies really we're like, we're like billions of, of microcosms, mini universes all bundled together, but it's the vibration Just like this is, so we are mostly space filled with energy. The energy field is in and amongst and around us. And so this idea that there's a boundary between me and this cop or this chair or you or anyone else out in the universe is, is, is a myth. It's erroneous. It is. And and so, yes, Everything around us has that energy and can, and can impact us.
0: Can either support what theory. you're trying to do or not, to your point, right? They can either be a positive influence on what you're trying to accomplish or a negative influence on what you're trying to accomplish. I love that. So I cannot believe you have less than 10 minutes left in this show. Can you believe
2: I it? I'd <laughs> like to add something to that in the sense yes, that, please. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the matrix. It's a big thing, right? It's a thing. So it, with all the energy, it's kind of like you go back to the matrix. But I'm uh, from a practical standpoint, I'm a firm believer in a clear desk, a clear mind, a cluttered desk, a cluttered mind. And mm. you know, feng shui is a real thing. I mean, as far as having having things in order, and I'm another another one of my little cliches. I say is everything that you own owns a part of you, because mm. you have to like whatever whatever you have. You have to maintain it. You have to clean it. You have to store it. You have to maintenance it. You have to take care of it. Whatever that is, but everything. So the more stuff you have, I'm not a stuff guy. If you can't tell, but uh, the more stuff you have, it kind of kind of shackles you, you know. So I grew up in a house full of stuff, and so as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm a very I'm a minimalist when it comes to stuff. So I, I'm a firm believer in that, and I think that takes some that sucks some of your energy. Uh, the more clutter and the more things that you have. Oh,
0: I love that so much. So we have less than seven minutes. So I'm gonna talk really fast here. One of the one of the things, Johnny, that you mentioned earlier, and I think each of you talked about this in the first session, was this idea of courage. So I'm gonna read from again there's 35 amazing books in this, I mean amazing amazing stories in this book Ignite Your Inner Spirit. Our, our most recent internationally best-selling book. And I'm reading from Francis Pichet's uh, story. And Francis is going to be the um, co-author, co-project lead with me And the next book, which is called Ignite Possibilities. We're then leading, I'm then leading Ignite Inclusion as well. But what I loved about um, Francis's story, I'm gonna read his action steps. He had three. The first one was slow down and do nothing for three days. And I can only imagine, uh, we're in the middle of the winter equi- equinox And I'm actually working with some um, um, African—I guess they would be called elders—in this community, and they're and they're bringing me some information and education around ancient Egyptian culture and spiritual beliefs, and one of them is really strong around the the winter equinox, and so the winter solstice, rather, and so there's three days, the 21st to the 24th. I just found this so interesting that he mentions slow down and do nothing for three days, and they actually recommend something similar, but you slow down and do an introspection for the next three days, so today's the 20th of December. I'm going to ask that each of you for the next three days, the 21st to the 24th, do some research about this winter solstice, slow down. Use this time to ignite your inner spirit, connect to your inner self, do a self-assessment. His second um, action step was nurture certainty. He goes on to say, and then the third one is cultivate courage. This is the one I was mentioning to, to that you mentioned JB, uh, Joni, Johnny. So he says, cultivate courage. He says, when challenges arise and we're all in the middle of a pandemic, so I can only imagine we've had some challenges. When challenges arise, look at them objectively. He goes on to say, What can you do to elevate your energy and raise your vibration? Forgive yourself. Express self-love. Happiness comes from within and lives in the present moment. Remember what formed your conviction. Don't waste your breath. Live fearlessly and the time is now. Cultivate courage. Oh, my God, ladies, what do you think about that? Guys, what do you think about this idea of cultivating courage, activating in this moment? raising your own energy. Let's end with these ideas around action steps and things that we can do to, to, to ignite our inner spirit, to cultivate courage, to raise our energy, to ignite happiness. Let's talk about that. What would you want to share? Um, Ms. Johnny, I see you're smiling.
5: I feel like you should drop the mic right there, Tracy.
0: (laughs) There's so much in this book. Oh my God. There's so (laughs) many amazing action steps in this book oh my goodness you just get you really it's, it's crazy this really is this is my favorite book of, of all the books thus far and i think the ignite series has a lot of them but this idea of igniting courage finding your truth any anything you want to share anyone
2: i think the more you know your truth the more courageous you are around it mm. because it resonates and you don't you don't then you don't stray from it you know your core values you know your truth and though, thus your decisions will follow in line as long as you make those decisions based around your inner spirit. So the more the more you know that, the more you're confident in who you are, the more courageous your decisions can be, the more you can stand up for what's right in your community, in your workplace, in, in all those places that you are within your family as well. So I, I just think this, this next couple of days, if you do take time to slow down and do an introspection, an introspective look at yourself and ignite yourself and ignite your plans for 2021 and what that's gonna look like for you and for your family and for your your job or your work or whatever you do uh, for the world. Um, I think it's an important step in, in every year that we go through that we have to do that for the next year.
0: I love it. And anyone uh, have a final word, Sarah? Anything you wanna share? We got one minute.
1: Yes, just when you said take that time right now, I think focusing on the present, too often we waste our energy, you know, on something that happened in the past or of something that could happen in the future. But when we focus on the present, when we appreciate what we have um, and it aligns with who we are, it's just a wonderful place to be.
0: This is so perfect. I love it. I know we have a hard stop in one minute. So what I'm going to do is just thank each of you for joining me. Is there anything you want to you share about how people can find you? Johnny? No? You guys, thank you so much. This has been such a blessing for me. And again, the final words as it relates to our audience, we ask that each of you ignite your inner spirit. Take some time during this winter solstice to connect with your inner inner self, your inner spirit, your inner knowing, that inner voice, and follow your inner spirit. This is Tracy Harrell. It's bigger than me, but together it's not bigger than us. Thanks.